in case you haven't heard, in case you don't know, in case you live under a rock because you're a dumb bitch, the champ has returned. John Cena is back in WWE. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah. I thought that he was kind of not everybody's favorite. You've talked shit about him in the past. So here's the weird thing. Here's the thing about it. I'll use a term that Jim Cornette has used a lot, um, which is, how can I miss you if you never go away? Right. <laughs> John was, um, for 12, that 15 years, was the main story on every single show for 15 years, and everybody just kind of got sick of him. I see. Yeah. One thing that you pointed out to me is that you can watch him sort of like he's very technical. And you pointed that out to me one time whenever I I was watching wrestling with you. It's like you can he's like a dancer that you can watch mouthing counting to eight. Yeah, I mean, and (laughs) pretty much. And also, I will say something about him and the current top guy, Roman Reigns is that they were at a very much a disadvantage compared to the older generation of wrestlers who got to hone their craft not on the biggest program in the world. Ah, I see. But since they came up in a time where there was no territory system like there used to be, they pretty much... It's like, imagine if you had to watch somebody learn how to act while they did a Broadway show. <laughs> okay. Who is like that? Uh, Roman is definitely like that. He, I like, see. Okay. So yeah. he came up on the, he came up on the main in front of everybody. Yeah. Him and John had very little experience when they were put on the main show, when they were, Oh, on the okay. Main roster. I see what you mean. I thought you were saying the opposite. Okay. That no, no, no. Mean. Yeah, like they like went straight to Broadway. That's weird. It's weird, but there's no, you know, the minor league territory system is pretty much dead, you know. It's right. Mostly independence now. And anyway, I don't want to give you a whole rundown on pro wrestling history, but you know, it's a crazy thing where like John got really 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 fucking good. 10 years into his 15 year run as the top guy which is when a lot of the older guys say you start to get really good it's 10 years in Mm, i see (laughs) it just so happened like stone cold got really fucking good about seven years into his career well cena's back baby and he's sorry to the republic of china (laughs) <laughs> I kept so there's been a lot of rumors going around that he was going to return because they've got the big show coming up at the football stadium in Las Vegas um, and it's like a perfect time for him and Roman to fight because Roman's on this great heel run as heel champion um, it, but I was kind of like I don't know man after this whole fucking sucking China's dick thing I'm not 100% <laughs> sure I want Cena back that, that video of him apologizing is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's it's just so, if you don't know, um, 
John Cena in passing in an interview said something along the lines of, I was talking to the president of Taiwan or, or a government official of Taiwan, blah, 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 blah. And, and he's been working. I mean, even I have known about this. I'm not a fan of wrestling, but he's been doing wrestling in China, been bringing it to China. And like, he's learned Mandarin, like, like he's just, he's going for it. And China doesn't really like Taiwan. It's Taiwan. They don't like, right. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't recognize Taiwan as a country because of something some because of communism i don't know fucking like it's like it's a whole thing and then it's china they're not nice people as <laughs> right. a government i mean as a government that as sounded a government that sounded real bad sorry stop the asian hate that it's I, I, the government that we don't like it's like yes, israel I, I, I that sounded bad it's not how i meant it or the united <laughs> states those are the big three the big three assholes Right. Oh, yeah. China and Russia. States, Russia and Israel. Anyway, um, before I get this, <laughs> before I uh, get uh, droned here, um, <laughs> I'll pump the brakes a little bit and go back to John Cena. John Cena, um, he, he 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 acknowledged Taiwan. And since he's working in China, he's working with the government of China and the government of China says you can't do that. You can't acknowledge them. So then John Cena, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger looking scary motherfucker, roided out of his mind, two times the size of Vin Diesel. John Cena posts a video online where he is like apologizing to the people of China. And, and and he's doing it in Mandarin and he's talking about how disrespectful he was and, and, and it literally feels like whoever's on the other end of the camera has like a shotgun pointed at him is what it looks <laughs> like. It's so it's 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 not well it's not a well lit video. He clearly did it on a phone. Um, it's, and he's also looking down at the camera, which is very indicative of phonage. Yes, it, it, it's it's like like somebody who says you record this now and, and you say you're sorry. And he did. <laughs> Boy, he did. And it's just I mean, I, I don't necessarily fault him for it, but because, you know, you, you got to earn money and you got to make it back to the United States. But um, and who gives a shit? Yeah, sure. Taiwan's not a country. I don't care. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> You know, whenever it's those stakes, um, um, I read a little more into it and there's the reasoning behind it. He so he doesn't live in China. He lives in Florida and Los Angeles, but he's um, been over there a bunch. I've he seen videos was, of it. He was over there for six months filming a Jackie Chan movie. Why did but he dye his hair brown? He did a lot of work expanding WWE into china yeah like vince mcmahon had him learn mandarin so he could do a lot more press in china um essentially that's you know blah 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 but um you know it felt really to sum it all up this was the first pay-per-view back with fans in attendance and it was in fort worth at the dickies arena and completely sold out and i had started waffling on cena coming back because he was you know, sucking President Z's wiener 
Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that music hit and 15,000 people went absolutely ballistic and the roof shot off of the Dickies arena, I was like, no, nope, fuck it. Don't give a shit. That's funny. <laughs> I'm happy he's here. Don't give a shit. Fuck politics. Wrestling <laughs> rules. Wrestling rules. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> Uh, that Dickies Arena is pretty nice. I went I went to one of the first shows there. Hey, you um, saw who'd you see there? Modest Mouse and Black oh, Keys. Yeah. That's right. Black Keys put on a hell of a show. So did Modest Mouse. It's uh for for Dallas listeners, the Dickies or DFW listeners, or just anybody that can get there. Dickies in Fort Worth is almost an exact like. 0.75% the size replica of American Airlines Center in Dallas. It's <laughs> it's it's like getting like teleported to a slightly smaller building whenever you walk in. I mean, it looks exactly the same inside and it's <laughs> clearly built exact by the exact same company. It's very bizarre. <laughs> You walk, That's except funny. it's except it's cleaner. I mean, obviously, it's brand is, new, right? But but other than that, I mean, it's like you get in and you're like, oh, I know my way around. I know exactly where we're going. <laughs> hey, you know that might have been some forethought there. About, oh, let's make it a seamless experience since I'm probably going to be a lot of the same people. Right. I mean, I mean, I'll commute to Fort Worth for a show. Yeah, if it's something dope. I live out in the fucking boonies now. I'll go anywhere to see anything. <laughs> That's right. You're officially an East Texan. Yep, 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 yep. Out in the piney woods in Athens, Texas right now, sitting in my oh. office, uh, currently cursing out my audio interface, having to use the old snowball mic. Uh, I have no Wi-Fi until Sunday, which is incredibly infuriating. Um, I feel like an idiot for not getting this set up sooner because I have a lot of work I need to get done. Um, and I we're running really, on a hotspot right now. Y'all we're running on my iPhone hotspot. I've already used hundred percent of my not unlimited data plan, whatever the fuck that means. Um, <laughs> and they're, they've slowed down my, my connection to 128 kilobytes per second. Oh um, my God. You're in hell. Yeah, we're not on video right now, so we can save bandwidth. Yeah, so it's because we were having a lot of, it was a little grimy getting started, just so to speak. <laughs> so I have this uh, audio interface, and it's fucking awesome. You guys enjoy it every week. It's a Scarlett 2i, uh, 2i2 uh, input. Uh, I Googled that to see what sort of, oh, oh, the issue being my USB for it is like, Unlike any other USB I've ever seen, it's it's like vaguely sort of round in the corners and it's bigger um, than other smaller, you know, like the USBs that go into like, oh, I don't know, like a like your like a wireless mouse that you're charging or your or your Kindle. It's like a mil two millimeters bigger than those, but. Not a USB two like like Google said it was the like the manual I looked up for this online is not this is not correct. It's not it's not the same. It looks totally different, and uh and I have lost in the move 
I have seemed to have lost this connecting USB thing. And I'm just really fucking like salty about it. Damn. Because I need, I need, uh, like, I don't know how to fucking replace it. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have to find, I have to find. And, and the other thing is that this cord is like maybe eight inches long, maybe a foot long. So it's real small. I have all these, all these other fucking cords. I'm just mad at myself is really what it is. I'm mad at myself. Don't be mad at yourself. That's well for losing this problem. It is Wellbutrin's problem, but it's just, it, it, I, I'm so, I can't believe it. I have this awesome fucking equipment and I can't use it anyway. Uh, but we'll, we'll get past it. We'll figure it out. Right. Yeah, right. This is how we do. We've been um, figuring shit out for two years. <sighs> oh man. I, while you were gone, I had forgotten about all the work orders I put in for my apartment and some dude just showed up. So we might, <laughs> So uh, he might be in and out a bit. You might hear him moving around a little. Um, boy, this apartment complex. Boy, okay. you, you saw you saw the the what what what's going on? I put in. I'm laughing at you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, like, let me. How many fucking work orders did I put in? Um, One, two, three, four, five work orders. No, one, seven work orders. I don't have access to my mailbox. They, Whenever I uh, signed on, they said there's laundry on premises. Literally, the entire laundromat is, like, unplugged. Like, just what? doesn't. Yeah, like, they have a laundromat here. And it takes money, by the way. It took some of my money. Uh, but it doesn't. It's just not turned on. None of it works. No. I don't. And, and I, I don't know if I said this. I don't have access to my mailbox. Like, I'm so, oh, and when we moved in, the AC didn't work. So we had to move in with no AC on July 17th in Texas. Oh, my. I lost weight, man. Like, straight up. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was horrible. Like, like man, it's just apartment living man landlords man fucking a like get it together and the other thing <laughs> that kills me is that like the other i don't know i shouldn't say this too loudly but I, what kills me is that like there's no way the other people in this building weren't affected by that ac and clearly no one had said anything it's just like y'all you don't have to live this way you pay rent make them fucking work like like, like, get the services that you are owed. It's like whenever you were uh, told that your AC just gets turned off in September. Yeah, we fucking went ape shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking serious? We went ballistic, and not, and not just us. Like, come to find out from meeting people in the building, the whole building went ballistic. Yeah. Well, I remember you sending me a picture of the lobby or, or like the concierge desk and it was just full of AC units. Yeah. Or like AC unit size packages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, oh, you think the air conditioning is turned off. That's cute. Okay. You're going to save money on power. All right. It's Interesting. Fucking 78 degrees outside. Yeah. You can't do it then. 
You can only turn the AC off when it's in like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. I remember one time when you were living uh your first apartment was at Wilson. Yeah. On Wilson and it the temperature got down to like 72 outside and you're super turned on the fucking heat full blast. Oh dude, they did that every year. Oh, it's so stupid. And so they would leave, stupid. They would leave it going uh, like through May. And I eventually oh. I I called the city on them once. I was just like cuz I put a thermometer in my in my apartment and it was 90 degrees in my apartment. And I I was I call I was just like they're not turning this off. I can't get the landlord on the line. Called the city on them. And, every, and of course, everybody gets really your landlord and everybody gets really mad when you do that. But it's like, well, answer my fucking calls. Don't cook me inside my apartment. You're going to get mad at me. Get mad at me. I'll see you in court, motherfucker. 90 fucking degrees. Yeah. Yes. Because they were running the heat at on May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, my God. Guys, the Texans that listen to this, it gets hot in New York in May. Extremely. It gets hot. It it gets up to ninety degrees. That's hot. Yeah, and they're running the heat in my apartment. You know, interestingly enough, I actually learned this year that my so my apartment was built in that apartment on Wilson was built in like nineteen twenty, I think it was, and that is what right after the Spanish flu, right? Yeah. Well, those. That apartment building, granted, it did run on oil before I lived there, according to Lester. But um, it, it had it, it had that super, you know, you've, you've seen it, that super powerful heating system that can heat your apartment up to 90 degrees, right? Yeah. Well, the, reason, well, the reason why that was is because in 1920, after the Spanish flu, they didn't really know that much about germ theory, but they knew that keeping the air fresh and keeping it moving uh, would help people out. And so they made these super overpowered heating systems so that during cold and flu season, AKA fall, winter, and early spring, people could just have the heat on and their windows completely open and therefore keep people, keep, keep like airborne sort of disease of just flowing around and keeping it out of the house. Isn't that interesting? That's extremely interesting. Yeah. And, and bunch, by the way, that fucking, fucking idiots. By the way, that worked. I, during the winter, I kept my windows open unless it was like snowing. Ah, okay. Well, maybe not a bunch of fucking idiots, but hey. No, no, <laughs> it worked. Like, like, I mean, it was, it was what it was. Did it get to a point where you found like equilibrium in the apartment where you're like, oh, yeah. It was like comfortable enough, like you could be in your apartment in shorts. Oh yeah, I mean during the winter for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I, during the winter, yeah. during the during the hey man, during the winter that that heating system kicked ass because it was so <laughs> it'd be so cold and it was you get in there and it would just be like ah your whole body would relax. It'd be hot as fuck. <laughs> Breathing in all this steam. Drying out your mouth. There's like this in New York. Everybody overcompensates for the cold. It's wild. Like, <laughs> well, I think it's because people um, 
are worried about getting stuck in their commute. Oh, I was talking about like indoors. Oh, what do you Not, mean? Like, it doesn't have to be 95 degrees inside just because it's oh, yeah. 20 outside. Like it needs to be <laughs> 75 inside. <laughs> Even that's kind of warm. 70, you know, I was I was trying to I was putting something out there for the listeners. I'm right, for a, the ladies. I'm, for the ladies. I'm a 67 degree. Probably keep it 67 degrees in my house. I'm happy as a clam. I keep it 70. I go 70. <laughs> I do um <sighs> well, I mean, you know, when I'm somewhere that has the the true option of doing so. Um, I like to do 72 during the day, 68 for sleep. That's my formula that I learned from my dad. <laughs> That's the beery way. I dropped out a little bit, but I'm just going to laugh along like I heard you. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, 72 for daytime, 68 for sleep is the, it's ideal. I see. I see. Yeah. I slept under the covers for the first time last night. And of Ooh. course, started sweating because that's what I always do. <laughs> it, it's never, it's never enough. It's always difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing works, <laughs> including your body, including my my temperature. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Um. Man, it is 9.48 in the morning. We are barely getting this in on time. I feel like I have so much work to get done. I'm so excited to get it done. In-service starts next week. Oh, no shit. You're yeah. right into it. My my new hire orientation is tomorrow. Shut the front door. It's because of this four-day work week, so we start earlier. Wow. Wow. I'm going to run over there after this and grab the key to my classroom and look around a little bit, try and try and put some stuff together. Wow, dude. So you're like a teacher starting tomorrow. Yeah, dude. You got to call me Mr. Butterfield from now on. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) God, you ever think about that? Like now I think about that sometimes where like, for year for the first 18 years of my life people were just mr and mrs and you know, that's blah, blah. funny now as an adult it's like what up joe hey right. hey pamela you know <laughs> but in your brain or whenever if you ever run into them do you call your teachers by their first name i can't do it no dude so i still i mean i haven't talked to her i haven't seen her in a few years but I'll still text with my high school theater teacher because I'm in New York trying to be an actor and she's what got me into theater. We're friends at this point. We're just yeah, sure. friends. Um, and I had to like, it was like that thing where they have to like re-break a bone to get it to set properly or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to, I struggled to call her Lisa for a long time because she's sure. always, she's always Miss Herrera. Right. For me, it was Mr. Athos. And I still uh, now I just call him Athos whenever we interact. <laughs> I drop the Mr. But I like John is just way too familiar. Yeah. 
It's so it's so weird, thing, man. And he was such a mentor to me. It's also weird to me that he was a mentor because he was so conservative. No, really. Hello. Lost you. I dropped out again. God damn it. It's okay. Uh, what I was saying, it was just so odd that, like, especially with him, because he was so conservative, but he was such a huge mentor for me. What uh, What was he again? Theater teacher. He was a teacher. theater teacher. Okay, okay, okay. And, I always... and he was, yeah, he was so conservative, but he would put on, like, Tennessee Williams plays. Yeah. It was so confusing. It was like, what is your deal? Like, I don't know. It was just odd. I always thought it was very weird when you get like theater teachers that are very conservative. Yeah. Cause it's inherently not a conservative art form. Right. Just I in mean, the fact that it, tr it tells real stories and real life is not conservative. Right. 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 Reality leans liberal. Yeah. It leans left. It just like does. It just does. <laughs> That's why everybody that's why everybody thinks NPR has a liberal slant. It's just like, no, they just say all the quiet parts out loud. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all. Sometimes maybe you might catch like an op-ed that's a little that's kind of left leaning, or some of their comedy shows are a little left leaning, but get real. Like <laughs> Yeah. But the, the, yeah, the Republicans are trying to keep poor people down. That's just the way it is. It's not. That's yeah. <laughs> that's literally the the political alignment. That's literally what it means. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not. It's not. You know. I mean, I think it's bad, but it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just the fact. Yeah. And it's it's weird to think about, especially. Oh my God! And you get this in Texas a lot. Like, you know, there's different types of conservatives. Most of them are kind of the same. But like, you know, when you get Christian conservatives mm -hmm. that are high school theater teachers. It's just like, what are you doing? It's like, what play are you going to do? Like, what do you like? What do you like? Because, <laughs> well, yeah, especially in public school, because it's like it's not like a private school where they can do a play about Jesus or something. It's, it's like, they just have to do a play. They yeah. Can't, they can't do some sort of religious slanted thing. No. I might have to be picking out one of those plays over the next couple of days. I'm excited. Oh, have you thought about what you're going to, I know mean, oh, you've thought about it, but like, do you I have narrowed it down at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I will though. Okay. Okay. I, well, I want to figure out what they what what their expectations are before that's, I really start. Yeah, like what what idea. was their show last year? I do have an idea for a show to do, but um, but it's so stupid. Like it's just the dumbest thing I've ever thought of. But I still think it would be kind of fun. The fucking head because because I think there's a play in October, right? And I was thinking, like, what if we just did the Headless Horseman? <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's fucking, right. it's middle school. It's October. <laughs> I did that shit in middle school. <laughs> that sounds like fun. And it was really fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've never seen the, the play version of it. 
Um, but I mean, there's several versions of it, but there's you know kids' versions, school versions, and yeah. then there's you know Tim Burton's version <laughs> or whatever, whoever directed that. Um, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see, but I, I, I uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is gonna, this has been a really crazy week, and I desperately need internet so badly. Oh, oh, quick update, y'all. The Butterfield Eight is working on the mailbag theme, but the Butterfield Eight, as you can tell, is a little indisposed as of recently. So I haven't recorded anything yet, but it's coming. Give me a couple weeks. It's coming, y'all. You got it. You got it. I talked to Stevie Van Zant. He said he's uh, doing well after his overdose on Gabagool. <laughs> oh my God! I've been, dude. I've been rewatching The Sopranos. I talked. To, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Stevie Van Zant is so fucking funny in that. In that. <laughs> God, he's so. It is just so like I've. I've decided that he's actually a really good actor. I think so. I mean, he does his thing. It's definitely he's really good at the one thing he's really good at. But I like because but like I've also watched him on stage just as little Stevie. And it's like that dude is completely different than the guy on The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Little Stevie's like a little like Wiccan hippy dippy. Like he's got a New Jersey accent, but. He's, he's a wearing, rocker dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's like wearing bandanas. He's got he's got big flowing flamboyant shirts. He's <laughs> jeans as tight as the day is long, bro. Oh, yeah. He's squeezing <laughs> into the same jeans he's been squeezing into since 1978. <laughs> um, he's just a pop can of biscuits, and we love him. But then he gets on that show. He gets that she gets on that show and he wears those ridiculous suits where his stomach where the stomach on the suit is really tight and the chest is really loose. And and he's practically looking dead on into the camera for all of his line deliveries. (laughs) He's got that fucking wig, that pompadour wig. Yes, that fucking ridiculous wig. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I listened to him talk about it a little bit, and he was just—they were—they were like, you know, you—you're not an actor. You do this, blah, blah blah. He's like, yeah, but it was easy to play that guy because I just uh, thought about a lot of the people that I grew up with. They're like that. <laughs> I was like, ah, this makes sense. It's like you've lived in the character study, right? Right. You grew up in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Oh he's God. not like that at all. Like he's got a no. Jersey accent, but yeah, he's a he's a hippy dippy love and peace rock and roll dude. Electric guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool motherfucker. Uh within the E Street culture, Bruce has dubbed him the secretary of the brotherhood. Oh, wow. That definitely yeah. doesn't sound mobbed up at all. that's just part of the northeast culture you know what i mean (laughs) everybody's in a gang (laughs) yeah everybody in the east street band has a little uh a role uh uh, in this weird world clarence was the minister of soul stevie's the secretary of the brotherhood uh 
I love Damn. how these are like men in their seventies coming yeah. up with roles. I mean, I guess okay. Well, this goes to be back fair. To... When they were in their four, keep getting dropped out. It's okay. It's okay. You were saying to be fair when they were in their forties. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say well like yeah they, they were they were they were making all that up when they were in their forties. No, they made 70s. all that shit up when they were in their twenties, dude. Oh, they so started there's... E Street Band when they were like twenty three. <laughs> I see. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Then fair enough. Because when you're in your twenties, you can still be a fucking dork like that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that, that shit came about through years of the band playing. Just they were a club band. You know, they were a club and bar sure, band. Yeah. They would play for four or five hours on, you know, clubs and bars all along the Jersey Shore. And um, there's a reason why that they do the four hour show. It's why this, that what they're conditioned to do was all the other bands would play four or five hours. They would take breaks and they'd lose their audience mm-hmm. during the break. So Bruce was like, well, if we just never take a break, they won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hell of a strategy yeah and it worked look at him now absolutely <laughs> absolutely it did that is funny boy because i mean my only real experience in seeing this is that it, that's very true in new york is that these these bar bands just play for hours and hours and hours and they go and go and go like our buddy or my buddy you kind of know him too eli is in all those bands that go that play all over the eli and amos and oh John yeah mccormick and all those people they 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 they, they just go around the city playing four hour sets like they'll do two in a day and mm-hmm. make like three hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> dude those guys you guys two you just mentioned uh eli and amos mm-hmm. those guys are out Standing fucking musicians, dude. Amos is one of the greatest guitarists alive, in my opinion. Dude, they're phenomenal. And then Eli plays like every instrument in the world, right? And he plays them all very well. Yeah, and he's a good actor. Fuck Uh this guy. (laughs) He's in that. He's in that movie with Ed Norton. That's about Robert Moses. Yeah, I pointed him out to Andrea when we were watching the movie in the movie theater. I was like, I know that guy. I know that guy. (laughs) <laughs> he's in the rusty guns or the formerly rusty guns yeah and what was that other band um mama, mama juke. juke yeah mama juke is still hopping everybody check out mama juke recommend z time go to mama just just google mama juke brooklyn you'll find him remember when we saw him at unit j in that fucking in the garage warehouse Oh, it was like yeah. the greatest blues show we'd ever seen. It was so much fun. So much fun. And like Amos has like a a very, at least the night that I saw him in this iteration of Mama Juke, he had like a very old school presentation to himself. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he was like wearing the suit. He had the guitar like much higher than a lot of modern guitarists. Play oh, yeah. It, it like felt like you were watching like guy in the 50s that's his whole thing he's but definitely I'm, he definitely is calling back and doing that on purpose okay i meant that with all like oh it's in a good way I, oh, okay 
that is who he is, but it's definitely deliberate. And it's so, and he nails it. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> That's rad. He has like a degree in like some sort of like physics. Like he, he's an engineer or something. You know, it, music is strange, not strangely, music is math, it's mathematical. So right. I'm not shocked that somebody with that type of brain could be a dope musician like that because his shit's right. very complex. Yeah. I just I like I talked to him about it once and he was he was he mentioned that and I was like, wait, so your education isn't even in music? And he was just like, No, I mean I've taken lessons, obviously, and I know how to read music, but I uh I, I've I, I yeah, I never I don't have any formal like degrees or any sort of like academic uh, musical background My, all that is math and physics and I worked as an engineer for a while but then he heard uh, the Life Aquatic soundtrack with David Bowie songs um, by Sue Ho George yeah you remember that guy Sue George I'm probably saying his name completely wrong but it was all those David Bowie songs in Portuguese yeah Amos heard that and was like, I'm going to learn this entire album and I'm going to learn how to speak Portuguese. And he did. And he just quit his job and did that and has never stopped since. He started studying all of Sayu George's uh, music and learned all this different Samba stuff. And, and he's just completely self-taught jazz musician, Latin musician, like Jewish guy from Long Island, <laughs> Amos Rose. Check him out. He's so cool. He's got such an interesting brain. And like Matt said, he's one of the, like, he's just so fucking good. The guitar, his guitar work is insane. Dude, ins like, fuck. <laughs> I'm following him on Instagram right this second. Yeah. Dude's so good. Oh, he God, I want to go see shows now. Fuck. He, he looks like Elvis Costello almost a little bit. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But cooler. The glasses definitely help with that presentation. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking rad. Check out Mama Duke, y'all. Recommendsies. 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 Oh, uh, man. What else you got, brother? Well, you know, had some stuff. Airport life is weird. Yeah. How are you, <laughs> how are you liking that? Is it, is it like, I mean, it's got to just be completely different because, I mean, when you're done working at this job, it's not like you can go out. Yeah, that's, that's a very that's different a, part about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's no after hours sort of like scene at J or at LaGuardia unless there is unless there is I mean I don't maybe there is but um I don't know about it if there is um, <laughs> <laughs> if there is it's in Jackson Heights Queens yeah um which I mean there might be some dope bars there you never know um, yeah sure but I also just don't know people well enough yet. Right. So there might true. that might be the case. I mean, I'm working the the two to ten shift. I'm the closer. Okay. Uh, well, it's really you know two to ten, two to eleven. You know what How I mean? How many it's days a week are you doing this? Five. 
That's not bad. No, it's not bad. Um, it's just a, you know, it's a job. It's like a job job. It's a normal yeah. job, you know? Um, uh-huh. you just different shifts depending on, you know, it, but the, here's the thing about it is you can get stuck there for up to midnight. It's not, it doesn't happen a lot, but it depends on delays. Right. So if there's a delay, like you could like have to keep the restaurant open. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So normally what we do is we close the restaurants when the last flight starts boarding. I see. Yeah. Which normally the last flight's at 9.55. Okay. Um, sometimes those get delayed and then you're stuck there because the customers are stuck there. And then, yeah, but then, but if it's not delayed, then you, you, you're, you have that shit closed up in like 45 minutes probably. Oh yeah. And like, so my GM, the guy, the guy that's training me, uh, he has given me a great structure as to how to lay out the day because we have a shitload of responsibilities yeah like infinitely more than a regular person running a restaurant infinitely uh-huh. more than a regular restaurant gm well you're running like eight restaurants or something right pretty much and also markets i thought oh, the, the markets are a, so i have right now i have four fully functioning restaurants and two markets one of the markets is very small and it's attached to one of the restaurants. The other market is massive and takes a lot more fucking response, like a lot more of your time than I thought it was gonna. So, are you talking about like Hudson News? Um, markets? It's, um, it's not, yeah, it's essentially the same thing in a sense, but nicer, uh, but much nicer and a different branding. And we also have, um, Sam, like, uh, sandwiches and shit oh I, hudson news has sandwiches oh they do oh buddy and they'll go right through you ah. <laughs> we are it's actually nice our sandwiches are made fresh daily uh-huh so they're That's actually great. really they're actually really good um, i bet I had they one are. the other day <laughs> see i i got the last time i got a sandwich from hudson news was during my epic like seven, not seven years, like six years ago, my epic 12 hour delay at LaGuardia, um, oh. where a Southwest plane clipped my American Airlines plane as it was pulling out. I remember that, dude. I and, remember um, that very well. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but at like 6 p.m., I'm like, I'm going to have a tuna sandwich. Oh no. I don't know why I thought to do that at for dinner, but I did. And I literally <laughs> like was completely empty by 8:30 p.m. Nothing w- was inside <laughs> me. I, like like I was, you know that you know that old anti-weed commercial where the girl deflates on the couch? That was me. <laughs> Just like in a, on a toilet in LaGuardia and the B terminal. Oh, in the old terminal too. Yes, just, yes. That looked like a bus station. Yes, 
Oh, dude. So actually, planes <laughs> running into each other at that terminal was a common occurrence. No. Yeah, because it was like such a shittily designed fucking airport. It was way too wow. Sm- it was designed for smaller planes because it was built in the fucking 60s. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so that actually <laughs> happened with some sense of regularity. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh learning god. so much about about airports in general, but also the history of LaGuardia. It's wild. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I... <laughs> well, it didn't used to be called LaGuardia. What what was it? What was what did it used to be called? So it started there was a small airport which is now what is Terminal A which you've never been to. It's no. tiny and it's called Marine Air Terminal and that's what it was. It was like the Marine Air Field or something like that. Okay. And then okay. when they built Terminal B as an American Airlines hub, it all got put together as LaGuardia Airport in the okay. early 60s, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was a very small regional airfield with a terminal that is still there, and it's Terminal A, and that is so interesting. pretty much all Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines... And there's like JetBlue in that case. shuttles to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> they have a terminal. There's so many flights. New York is so funny. <laughs> right? I was just about to say, it's the most New York thing ever that there a is a terminal. Shuttle to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> there is a terminal that's main purpose is shuttling people to and from Fort Lauderdale. What do you think that airplane smells like? <laughs> prune juice. Like sun suntan lotion, prune juice, manischewitz. Like <laughs> so it's like half that and oh. then half Spirit Airlines. And my good friend Angelique, who we went out to the airport together, we were both supposed to be running Terminal D together. She got moved to Terminal A because they had nobody over there and she said this is her quote she said it's ratchet as fuck because it's all spirit airlines (laughs) well dude i I, you say i've never been over there but i've definitely flown spirit out of uh laguardia before so i may have actually been in there were you in like a small a very small terminal with like five or six gates that yeah. had like a rot like a 1920s art deco rotunda i don't remember that last part but okay. i just re- i remember going into i i don't really remember much about it because the flight was so terrifying yes i've ridden spirit two times or like done two trips so four times and every all four flights like before takeoff like the planes all made this noise like 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 something was coming off of the airplane is oh, what wait, it are sounded you talking like. about when you're still at the gate yeah like that right is, before we take off no that's um that's the crew sealing the luggage door oh well that's that's a drill like it's 
it's it's fine. It's those those doors get like uh, bolted shut. But here's the deal: I've never heard that on any other airline ever. And so every time oh, I heard okay. it, it was like it was it, it's a noise that it's not a noise that like I associate with any other airplane or airline or anything. It's just like, um, man, it is. Uh, it, it, it like it was like I remember sitting next to my mom just being like, "Are we okay? <laughs> what was that noise?" Because <laughs> it sounded like a skidding wheel is the best way to describe it. But we're just like sitting still, <laughs> like getting ready to go up into the sky. We think. Oh, Lord, Spirit. I flew Spirit one time. Don't ever do it, guys. It's a no, scam. It's the worst. I mean, <laughs> we, so leave it to us. We, it was like, you know, it was actually recently, the, not the last time I went to Texas, because that was for non-fun things. It was right. the time before when me and Andrea both went down and she went on that road trip with Emmy. Uh-huh. Um. We were still very much recovering from the financial blows of COVID. So we bought a cheap flight and Andrea was like, we're just going to have to do spirit. We're just going to have to do spirit. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And, um, but turns out that some spirit planes have an upgrade section. What? Yeah. And they are essentially first class seats. But you don't get it. You don't get any of like the alcohol or food or anything like that. You just get a bigger seat. See, that's all I want. That's all I want. I don't need the rest. <laughs> I really don't need the rest. I just need a bigger. I need a seat that was built for a person. Yeah. These seats, they make them smaller. It's not just it's not just that we're getting fatter. They are actually making them smaller. Oh yeah, they're trying to fit That's as been many people. Oh, it's it's part of the business model. They're trying to fit as many people as humanly possible in each plane because it is the worst business on the planet. It is yeah, god awful. And I'm not defending them. I'm just saying why they do what they do. It's goddamn virtually impossible to turn a profit as an airline company. That's nuts to me. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe, but what? But whatever. But think about <laughs> it: the every successful fucking airline goes out of business. The only reason that uh, United and uh, some of these others have succeeded and they're still around is because they merged with others. Right. It's wild. American it's will just never die. No, and it needs to. Um, God. No, it's a dog shit business to be in. If to own an airline sucks dick. <laughs> and plus everyone's just mad at you. All your customers are mad at you because you treat them like garbage because you don't make any money. <laughs> well, and also like they expect you to control the weather. Like, come on. Yeah, somewhat. Sometimes I'm like, yo, that, that was uh, 24 hours ago. Get me to where I'm going, please. <laughs> Why am I in Austin, Texas two days after the fact? Oh, is it, this is the great John Mulaney bit. Yeah. We're delayed <laughs> nine hours. 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Wait a minute. What's going on? We took off while you were in the bathroom. Why? Because we hate you. <laughs> Dude, spit. Do you remember I told you last week we had those crazy that crazy storm that flooded New York and that caused yeah. all those insane delays at LaGuardia? Um, some these like three girls did a TikTok at in Terminal C at LaGuardia because Andrea saved it and was like, "This is hilarious." They did that Delta bit, that John Mulaney Delta bit. <laughs> on, in the terminal at LaGuardia and Andrea didn't realize that was Terminal C which is like my sister terminal I do a lot of business in Terminal C still and she showed it to me and I was just like oh my god that's Terminal C oh my god that's Terminal C oh my god that's our restaurant she's sitting at Kodo right now like <laughs> that's funny I gotta send it to you it's great they do the whole <laughs> bit and it's oh hilarious and it's an only delta terminal so when he's like hmm i don't know let's call it delta airlines they pan over to a giant <laughs> delta logo on the wall <laughs> i love yeah doesn't he say like i don't want to get in any trouble so let's just make up an airline name like delta airlines <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> because we're delta airlines and life is a life fucking is nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> And now there's a whole uh, COVID string called Delta. Called Delta. Fucking everything up for everybody. I saw this fucking great, obviously fake tweet. And uh, it was a Delta Airlines Twitter said, whoever decided to name this the Delta variant can suck a dick. Yes. And then Corona Beer Twitter responded and said, welcome to the suck. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so good. No, I keep reading about people dying of the Delta variant, and it's like ninety nine point five percent of them are unvaccinated. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like left wondering, like, okay, that's what we—that's what everybody said would happen if you didn't get it. So, why, why are we doing? surprised? <laughs> no, like, like, what, what, what? How? If only there was a. If only there was a solution. Right. <laughs> if only there was some way we could stop it. Oh, we're but at 40, guess... we're at we're at 49 minutes. Go ahead and drop that theme, baby. Don't have me, bro. 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 Do not have me, bro. Oh, yeah. do it don't don't at me you at me yeah anti-vaxxers don't fucking at me what is your goddamn problem who the fuck do like, you what are we think doing, you are like what are we doing guys what is the point of this why here's what's killing me is that also so much of this conservative media now is since they can't talk about trump anymore people are not you know Trump is no, no longer in, interesting. They're they're pushing like Fox News, a lot of Fox News, not all of Fox News, but but a lot of it is pushing like an anti-vax agenda and I just don't understand it. I really don't get it. I like people I 
I don't get it at all. Like mainly because everybody that's pushing it, you know, they've all been vaccinated. You know that they have mm-hmm. and that, and, but they're telling people, if you're young, you don't need it. If you're blah, 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 you don't need it. Uh, you shouldn't have to get this. And they're forcing people to get this. It's like, first of all, nobody is forcing anybody in the United States. No one is forcing anyone to get it. So stop saying that. It's and, and first of all, I wish that they would force it. I wish that it was a requirement. I don't understand how um, uh, we used to have these things called immunization immunization records that are essentially what these people are calling now uh, vaccine passports. Yeah, and it, and nobody complained when it was just called an immunization record. Your dog it- has one cracks me up is they they will cling on they'll find a fucking phrase or something and they'll cling on to it vaccine right now it's vaccine passports and critical race theory that is they are that's all they talk about that's all All they they care about about. it's like as if as if they either one of those things i mean critical race theory exists but it it doesn't exist it's not what what every time i've seen it any sort of idiot in a blue tie talking about critical race theory. It's like, that's not what it's taught in in schools, whatever it is that you're worried about. I was never taught. Like, I mean, they didn't bring up, I mean, we learned about racism within the United States, obviously. Yeah. Same. But like I, I had like ever, I've never had one teacher say that the United States is founded on white supremacy, which is like the most extreme form of critical race theory. Right? No yeah, teacher I'm... is is gonna say that. Nobody ever has. Yeah. In a, in a, in a, not in a public school, or frankly, like. And granted, I'm not a history. I was not a history major. Didn't really take any anything but the required history classes. So like. I have a very basic level academic history, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I've been to college and I've never once heard a history professor say that. So that like everybody like that, that's all that discussion is mainly happening online in a, and online in like graduate theses. Like what, why are you so upset about it? It's not a thing that's taught. Yeah. <laughs> All we, we just say, yeah, people were really racist back then. And yeah, when they wrote the Constitution, they were only talking about white guys. That was about as far as the conversation went. And it was true. Yeah. It's just true. It's it's not it's not judging one way or another. It's just a fact. And it's, it's, and it's the same history. thing with these vaccines. It's just a, it, yeah, it's just the way it is. The vaccines work. The founding fathers were race were racist. So was your grandfather. You still love him, like like like, <laughs> like it's not the only thing about him. It, it's something that needs to be improved and talked about. But it's not what we got to like. You don't have to think about it, and you don't need to pass laws about it. I mean, good God. Yeah, you're relax. Grand- your grandfather definitely was not sure about his kids going to school with the blacks. And yeah, if you're not sure about getting a fucking injection into your arm that will prevent you from dying from a horrific pandemic, 
I don't know what to tell you. These people have fucking lost their minds. Anything, yeah. anything that comes out of anybody's mouth is, I, I'm telling you, these people have lost their minds about the vaccines. I said the same thing fucking five years ago when they were voting for Donald Trump. It's just a never-ending cycle of horse shit that perpetuates itself through the years. If you don't want to get the COVID vaccine, you're a cunt, and you can go fuck your mother. It's don't at me, don't bro. at me, bro. Oh fuck! <laughs> what? I dropped out right as right. I dropped out right as I said, "Don't at me, bro." At the same time as you, so that was perfect. Hey, there we go. <laughs> um, well, I think that's the the that's the pod for this week, y'all. I gotta go get. I gotta go to work and get some shit figured out for my day. Oh yeah, um, it's my day off. I'm gonna edit this, post it, and uh, probably lay back down. Good, do it. <laughs> I walk twenty thousand steps a day. I'm tired. Oof, I bet. But I'm losing weight and Good. drinking a shitload of water. Like Dude. we have in the manager's office, we have a fridge full of free water. <laughs> You're just throwing it back. Oh yeah, like seven All eight right, bottles y'all. a day. Follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter at Matters on Instagram at Butterfield.com for any other or I'm sorry, MattButterfield.net for any other uh, updates about if I ever decide to start acting again. Um, I think that's it for me. Oh, follow the podcast at Matt on Matt Pod on Twitter. Email us at Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com. Um, I will have that mailbag theme soon. Hit me up on all the social medias at Matt Beery zero six, but don't fuck with me on Facebook because I don't really use it anymore. It's stupid sucks. <laughs> all right. All right, cutie pies. Have a great afternoon. Have a great week. We'll check back in with you. Love you.